0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Western and Southern financial group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. Yes, indeedy, here we are again. It's another edition of the Jim Day Podcast. Thanks for checking us out and spreading the word. And we've got another, well, this is a conversation I've been looking forward to because as I've told him, you know how you watch thousands of at bats or thousands of pitchers, and you can kind of just tell who's got it from the get-go. Well, it goes that way as far as interviews go and interesting people. And I knew this dude was interesting right off the bat, and he is not letting us down. He's more interesting on the mound, which is really saying something. But he is, Red's pitcher, TJ Antone. TJ, welcome to the podcast. How you doing?
1: Hey, Jim, I didn't know you were saying I was interesting in interviews, too. That's what's fun.
0: (laughs) No, I could tell right away because one, it was in the dugout in Goodyear, Arizona, and you just came up and started shooting the breeze. And like, and we were talking like we'd, you know, known each other for years. So that was kind of tipped my hat a little bit.
1: Plus, yeah, try to, you know, be friendly and, and get to know everyone. I, I was kind of new around the block, so I, I knew who you were, so I wanted to get to know you.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, you know, some of the veterans will tell um, people that come over to the Reds or someone coming up with the Reds are like, okay, if you want anything to get out there, that's the guy. So go, <laughs> go butter him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: uh, yeah, that was probably that was probably the game plan underneath it all. I was just trying to butter you up so you'd like me.
0: Well, plus you know, and if people <laughs> that have uh, listened to me uh, know that I'm enamored with the, the big league beard you got going on, I, I mention it often. Yeah. It's all pro already, um, like first team all pro of any sport, and uh, I'm envious because during the shutdown, I it took me a while. To uh, grow facial hair and it did not look good. Yeah. I mean, yours is just immaculate. If there's such a thing as an immaculate <laughs> beard, you've got it.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I, uh, funny story behind that. I, in 2017, I was looking, you know, I was looking for a new look. And, uh, so I grew my hair out and I had like long hair. I had like a little, like a little tiny little bun, like slash ponytail. Well, in, in 2017, spring training, I tore my UCL and, you know, baseball players like, we correlate weird things. So like I grew my hair out, I told my UCL, well, the hair got axed really fast. So I had to look for something else. Well, after I, you know, rehabbed, um, uh, I was, I usually was cleaner cut. I was like, kept it pretty short, like more of a five o'clock shadow. I was like, I'm going to grow my beard out. Uh, you know, my, I knew my dad had like a good beard. So, so I'm going to grow my beard out and, uh, started doing well, started throwing better and, and kept the correlation, you know, kept, had to to let the beard keep going see if i keep going better
0: wow the (laughs) secret's out kind
1: of yeah the secret is there now
0: it's not the new mechanics or recovering from tommy john surgery or analytics it's the beard i mean who would have known that's as old school as it gets (laughs) (laughs) however did come at a price right wife wasn't too keen on the beard
1: well, she yeah, she she doesn't like it super long. She tells me to clean it up all the time, and I'm like, well, you know, they're in season, honey. It's it's my beard. I have to <laughs> uh, I got to grow it out. So in the off season, I I I'd tighten it up for her so I can look cute for pictures and Christmas and all that.
0: <laughs> uh, you look cute for pictures, I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right let's uh let reds fans get to know you a little bit mansfield texas native right where's that that's northeast texas is that correct
1: yeah, yeah it's kind of like um in between fort worth and dallas uh, if you know where like the the rangers and the cowboys play yeah. they're in arlington mm-hmm. uh mansfield just the ne- next city south of arlington so yep that's where I, I grew up i moved there when i was like seven years old so
0: so you uh, grew up texas a cowboys native. fan As
1: hard as that is to say, yes, I grew up a Cowboys fan.
0: (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for TJ Antone. Uh, Thanks for joining. No, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: You mentioned your father, Tony. Uh, We've talked about this on the air. Played football and baseball at the University of Oklahoma. Was a backup quarterback, What is a freshman, 1975 national championship team. Do I have that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. My dad... uh he's a savage. He's, he's just a, he's a a competitor. And um, I learned a lot from him just more about like the mental side of the game and like how you, you have to go out when you're on the field, you're in kill mode and um, you're, there's no friends. And, and I just, I love that about him, how he's a a very soft, like kind hearted person, you know, off the field. And I didn't get to necessarily watch him play, but just him talking through um, his mentality when he was on the field and And, uh, you know, taking some of those notes, like along the way, it's really, it was really cool to be able to learn from someone that was, you know, just, you know, my father and I had like a D one athlete right there with me.
0: Yeah. A savage. Wow. I love that description. He's just a savage because as a competitor and athlete, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with that guy whenever he was in his prime, for sure. I get him (laughs) now though. You can get him now.
0: Do you (laughs) remind him often that you can get him now?
1: Oh, he knows I can get him. He knows.
0: <laughs> uh, I also love the story of uh, your name, TJ, but it's spelled T-E-J-A-Y, not just the letters T and J. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Parents wanted you to be Tony Jr., but they wanted it to be different, right?
1: Yeah, they, they wanted me to be Tony Jr., um, but they wanted to call me TJ. Um, but I guess they, like, didn't, necessarily like the initials t you know t dot j dot right so they just were like oh let's just like name him tj i think that was more of my uh mother's finding uh ah. i think she came up with that and then it was my dad like agreed with it
0: <laughs> oh yeah dad has to agree with mom i mean you know <laughs> true happy yeah, wife yeah. happy life i i know that uh he was yes, quoted as true. saying uh, i think uh it'll be a big league name
1: yes my dad did say that <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I just, I just, uh, my dad did say that when I was a child.
0: <laughs> well, man, prognosticator, it is a big yeah. league name.
1: He, hey, he nailed it. He nailed it.
0: <laughs> the how far you have come um, is really amazing. Now, you, what did you have, Tommy John surgery in 2018, right? 17, 17, 17, my bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you had Tommy John surgery and you were, your fastball was like 89 to 93, you know, and you saw the, how much velocity is important in this game now, were there times you were like, man, this might not happen for me.
1: Uh, Yeah. I feel like, you know, doubt is is probably present in every um, minor leaguer's mind at some point. Um, but, you know, I, I just was like, you know, I'm just going to have better off-speed stuff. I'll be known as a guy who, like, hits the spots and um, and just has a really good, you know, slider and really good curveball. And so I, I honestly think that, like, throwing softer early on, like, helped me a ton because it helped me develop, like, the, my two, like, best pitches now, like, my slider my curve. And then as I kept developing my fastball, it was a little bit late Bloomer, but as I kept developing... Uh, the fastball it just it like really expanded my whole arsenal um together and now everything's just working you know they have to respect the fastball instead of like oh if he throws me a fastball i'm gonna hammer it and if i if he throws me the other stuff like you know i'll like i'm just not gonna look for it because i'm not gonna swing for it that's kind of how it was early on that's why i feel like i could command my slider really well because in the minor leagues people didn't swing at it because they knew they couldn't hit it so i just I had to throw it for strikes for them to respect it. Originally, it was so, like, sweepy and, and so, it moved so much that as soon as the guy notices that he's not going to be able to hit it, that he, the hitters get smart and they just don't swing at it. So you have to show them that you can throw it for a strike. And, and uh, a lot, you know, having that pitch and then with the fastball now, it, I feel like I'm in a really
0: good spot. That is so interesting that you refined your secondary pitches first and then you got the velocity. That's... If you could map it out, yeah. that would be the way to do it.
1: Yeah, but, I think if you could map it out, that would be the way to do it. But um, nowadays, like you, you don't even get signed if you yeah. throw hard. <laughs> like you, you have to throw hard first, and they try to, yeah. to, um, you know, develop the off-speed pitches.
0: Yeah, that's why it's amazing to me. Uh, you know, again, the fastball was you were in the range of eighty-nine to ninety-three. Now you're in the upper nineties. With a lot of spin and a lot of deception, how did you do it? I, you've told me this story of how, of the you know how you got the velocity to increase, but can you let the fans know how it happened because it doesn't happen like that very often, naturally at least.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, I've definitely. When you say naturally, I've definitely gotten. Uh, my finger pointed at a finger pointed at me a couple of times saying like, Oh, well, you know, he did steroids. Like,
0: yeah. No, no, that's a natural. I get,
1: te- I get, I get, I get tested every, everyone, the same as everyone else. Yeah. I've never done anything unnaturally. So. Right. That, that's why I bring t- up naturally say, because it doesn't happen. Yeah, usually. To say that about me, to say that about me is like, it's definitely a character shot and I really don't appreciate that. Cause I know about all the work that I've put into like, yeah. figure this out. And, and, and I think it's a, and it's accumulation of a lot of things. Um, you know, I had, I had, Tommy John surgery going into spring training at 17 and after an off season of feeling really good um I I, I come into the spring training and I start hurting and up until this point like I, I had never gotten injured before and I you know being young I assumed I <laughs> assumed I was invincible let's say you know I'd never gotten injured I had good off seasons I, I had good seasons coming up to that point I had just came off a season of like team wins like having like a, a 3-0 and, and you know high a like expecting a double a starting spot and and now all of a sudden I'm injured and like my career's like I mean could be ending I don't know what's happening with my life that's kind of where I was at I literally was hitting rock bottom wow. you know all these people all my all my fans all my friends and family uh oh you're gonna make it you're gonna make it and then all of a sudden I have a torn UCL so I had to go back to the drawing board and really figure out why did I tear my UCL and, and what? <clears throat> and so I'm like watching video and, and studying the game and, and studying high-level elite pitchers and and figuring out the positions that they're hitting as they're coming down the mound and and uh, and so I'm figuring out like okay like that makes sense like I'll try and start hitting those positions that with um with just you know better strength through a rehab program like definitely helped and then uh, as we go forward like I, I I went to a new trainer in the offseason started training at Apex which is where. Uh, Patrick Mahomes trains, and he's obviously a pretty good athlete. There's a lot of good uh, athletes that train at Apex as well.
0: Just and, a slightly uh, like a good just really... athlete, just slight good athlete. There. Yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. So, really good, you know, really good team there um, that that pointed me in the right direction and, and addressed my my flaws. Uh, I was I was always a really strong person. I was like pretty really strong, uh, but I never moved like lightweight fast. I never was very quick. Um, so we started like addressing some of the, you know, they always say fast twitch muscles. And I think that, um, it's so like, you know, weird to say, cause I don't know if I necessarily believe in it, but, um, I mean, you know, it, it's, they addressed it and we, we started moving faster and it was really frustrating because we have like these time devices that essentially measure, um, your force output, like on Kaiser machines. Um, and you know, there were guys that were like smaller than me getting like way higher numbers. And it was really frustrating to see like, why couldn't I move fast? And so that, and, um, you know, I started, you know, I, I focused on that. And then I, um, I ended up opening my own baseball facility this off season. And because I felt like I was in a good spot to teach others. I think, I think not only others, I, I really enjoyed teaching like younger athletes, like the high school age and, and just connecting with them. And, you know them having the respect uh, for me to actually they're actually listening to me and, and not just like on the field stuff. I really like to uh, to like connect with them off the field stuff and, and like you know walk through life with them. And, and I think it's an accumulation of all these things. It's, it's I can't point to like one particular like oh I did this thing right here and that's why I'm throwing so hard. There's a, there's a whole it's a whole system behind um, what I'm doing and what I'm like what I'm learning and the way I'm growing and. Um, I think growth is a very slow cook process. Uh, people, this, this everyone in society wants like velocity now. You know, uh, the microwave society. Everyone, everyone wants it instantaneously, and they they don't get it. And in, in two months, and then they get frustrated and and you know let go of the process. And uh, I think that's something I've re- I've done really well is, is just sticking to the process, sticking to the analytics, like seeing what pitches like are elite in the league, ch- trying to chase those pitches and um and yeah just like letting my body kind of grow and and let letting uh you know god kind of just dictate my path
0: you uh you know and and talking to you about what you did after you had tommy john surgery you did some drills to accelerate your arm speed right with lighter balls and lighter apparatuses which yeah that was part of it increasing your arm speed But at the same time, after Tommy John surgery, that's not really recommended. You were taking a chance there, weren't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think the best way to put it is, is a financial advisor. If, if he's going to, you know, risk money in the market for you, you know, the more money that that risk, you you could lose it, but like you could have a really big payout and, and then with where I'm at in my life, I only have a select number of years to like risk making it to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, if I don't, then I start my career and I, I saw a short, you know, downside to say, okay, if I re this, like, well, I'll just go back. I'll finish my college and I'll, I'll be successful in something else in life. But, um, so in short is what I'm saying is, is I decided to risk it, you know, um, to to try to push myself a little bit and it paid off. You know, I, 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 I've gotten the reward so far and um, I'm not, I don't think everyone should risk it. I think that like it it was a very risky move because there is a lot higher stress uh, doing that. But um, it's something that I decided that I wanted to go with and and I wanted to go down fighting or at least pushing my body to the limit and uh, seeing what that limit is. And I definitely reached it before, and I don't want to reach it again, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it's, it's been – it's an interesting ride
0: so far. It's been interesting to watch, and the chance you took, man, has it paid off at least till now. Uh, when I talk about uh, – you know, usually you can you – can, someone stands out right away because I've watched so much baseball and we've watched so much baseball – you can always tell the guys that think they belong and belong right away. Some guys will ease into it, some guys will just by, you know, getting service time in the major leagues it'll just happen over time, but you seemed like you belonged right away. Is that something that is just in you as a person or did you have to kind of talk yourself into that? Because I'm serious, it looked like you had pitched in the major league for years when you stepped on that mound first time.
1: Yeah, yeah, David uh Bell kept you know, referring to that and saying to that, saying that uh, like you know through spring training, and, and I really appreciate like him saying that about me. But I think it's uh for, for me, I think um it's kind of twofold. You got to fake it till you make it, and uh and I and I did like I do kind of go through life like that. Like maybe I don't I, I like learn through failure and and just and go you know I jumped with two feet in, and you know I wanted to be fully committed, not like timid on the mound the mound is my spot like I, I don't I'm not up there trying to be anyone else's friend or anything while I'm pitching you know it's me versus you and like it's go time so I don't I don't I really care if you're a rookie ball kid or high school I mean in particular this I think this story will kind of explain who I am like I, I was throwing a live BP in um, quarantine uh, when we quarantined before the season last year and there was a college kid working out there and he's like ah. Oh, you know, I, I think I can get a hit off you. He was like, you know, kind of talking some mess. And I mean, I, I, I was throwing against him and earlier in the day, I was like 94, 95. Um, and then he got in the box cause he was talking mess. I like got up to, I ran it up to 99 and I struck him out and he was like, man, why you got to do me like that? I'm like, bro, you were talking, you know, you were talking crap to me. Like this was my, this is my domain. Like you're not going to, I don't care what grade or level you're at. Like this is me. This is like who I am. So, um, I, yeah, like I said, I think it's twofold. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely, like, the person I am.
0: I love that story. Are we talking, <laughs> Don't be talking mess to TJ. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now that you – I mean, you've come so long in a short period of time. You came from a guy that they you were forced to be added to the 40-man roster. They didn't want to lose you. So, all of a sudden, you're on the team. Now they're fighting over, okay, is he going to – long-term – I'm going to say right now, but long term, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a reliever? They're literally fighting over you. No, I want him to be a reliever. No, I want him to be a starter, which is a good thing. <laughs> and you're entrenched on the team. But now comes the pressure of some say it's harder to stay than arrive in big league baseball. So now the pressure, and you've put up success, so they're going to expect things. Are you ready for that pressure?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think I've shown so far, even in just spring training so far, that I've come this year better than I was last year, and uh, I'm I'm definitely here to stay. I'm not I'm here to actually take someone's job, um, not just like on the red or anywhere else. But I'm I mean I'm trying to be I'm trying to be an all star. I'm trying to be I'm trying to win the Cy Young. Like I'm not here to just stay. I'm not my goal is not just to stay in the big leagues. My hair my my goal is to be the best in the big leagues.
0: That is awesome. You give me chills when you say that. See, I love competitors like that. i do i do and i think the fans listening are like yes that's what we need some guys are timid up there and they're nibbling on the mound and you know trying not throwing strikes and not trusting their stuff and like come on man go after this guy um yeah so as fans i think uh you know people people like to hear that so um absolutely you you had mentioned uh you opened your own sports academy what is it called cova sports
1: yeah, Kova Sports. Yep, I opened it down in Texas.
0: K O V A, and yeah, I saw a video where you were throwing—I uh, don't know what the drill's called—where you run up and throw it into a net as hard as you can, and I think you yeah. reached one hundred and three. <laughs> and you were all hyped, and it looked like a student when you were chest bumping with. Uh, yeah, you...
1: that—that's the kid. That's the kid who was talking crap.
0: That talking one. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. That's him.
1: <laughs> yeah, now he's one of my boys because he respects me. I like
0: that. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Oh, well, who would have known? I had no idea that that was a kid. Um, yeah. But He's
1: in college. He's one of our interns now.
0: <laughs> that's tremendous. How good is this guy, TJ Anto? We'll much more with TJ coming up right after this. Western and Southern is committed
1: to helping make Cincinnati the best place to live, work, and play. That's why we're proud to sponsor the Strikeout Cancer Initiative. Every time a Cincinnati Reds pitcher strikes out a batter, Western and Southern makes a donation to the Barrett Cancer Center. We're all in this one together to beat cancer. Join Western and Southern in this mission to make
0: our hometown better than ever. Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio you said that you always had that in your mind that you were going to open an academy, whether you were successful or not, right, in uh, Major League Baseball. Um, tell me a little bit about this sports academy.
1: Yeah, so, like, um, I've always wanted to do it. Um, I, I've i done less. I just – it all started with my very first offseason as, as a professional. I got drafted by the Reds in 14, so, like, fall of 14. Um, just needed to make some money in the offseason. Um, a guy – a friend of mine that I played with uh, – He's one of my coaches when I played with him when I was in high school. He was like, hey, just come do um, lessons at my facility. Like, I won't charge you. Like, oh, cool, because, you know, usually people take a cut or whatever, um, you know, $10, $20 a lesson, which is no problem. But he was like, oh, I won't charge you. I just want you to come hang out and, like, do some lessons. So started there, and then it kind of went down the quest of, like, well, am I really giving these kids, like, the best – these kids that I'm training the best, like, information, um, so I, I personally started studying more just so I could give like a better lesson. Um, I, I don't believe in like, um, like, you know, half, half effort uh, anything. <laughs> so I really wanted to, you know, give the best lesson that I could. Um, so I started studying and, you know, each off season it, it, I became a little bit better, a little bit more aware of what I was teaching. Um, I did, I went up to line myself um, for myself uh, just like, and I think it was in the, the fall of 18, I believe, um, you know, went up there and I saw all the athletes, uh, the way they trained. And like, I love the atmosphere. It was a lot of fun. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to own a place like this. Like, this is really cool. Like, you know, pro guys, minor league guys, major league guys, high school guys, um, you know, all in here just trying to get better and like um, and just in a great atmosphere, like learn from one another and um, you know, just developing friendships that'll last a lifetime. Um, and so I, I was, I, and friends with uh, another guy who does lessons, David Lucroy, which is uh, Jonathan Lucroy's brother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and he did lessons at the same place I did, and I was talking to him about it, like, hey, let's you know, open a spot. And then uh, so ended up being me, him, and, and another ex minor Reds, ex minor leaguer, Jeremy Kivel, uh, which he actually knows quite a bit about pitching. I, I I reach out to him all the time. Um, he's been up to 101 off the mound. He just, he blew out twice. That's why he didn't make it in the Reds. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but uh, so me, him, and David decided to go three ways and open a facility. And, um, you know, I, I wanted it to be, you know, cool and kind of sexy and uh, like a, a place that kids really wanted to come train at. So uh, we had like, during quarantine, we had like 20 athletes, and then we were planning for like a little bit bigger fall, around sixty athletes. Uh, we ended up having uh, eighty athletes at the beginning of fall, and we ended up with a hundred pitchers at the end of fall. Wow! Um, so our, we we grew really really fast, and um, luckily we had some really good interns to help us out. And yeah, it's just been a great it's been a great experience so far. We're we're planning to have a really big. Now we're starting to have a lot of college kids uh, reach out. There's some Cincinnati kids that are driving down um, uh, down from Cincinnati during the summer to intern down there. So it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's a really cool atmosphere. We do a really good job of like, not only like leading the kids in the direction they need to go, but like teaching them why they need to hit these uh, particular spots and everything. It's just something I'm passionate about. And it's something that I can see myself doing post uh, baseball. It's just like giving back to the kids that I, the kids that want to be in the position that I am, like, I will provide a way. That's Uh how I feel about it.
0: That's great. You, you normally hear in the latter stages of a guy's career, kind of set it up for post playing days, but you're, you're in it early. I mean, that is, uh, that's tremendous. And word gets out, man. You know, people, Yeah. they're like, this guy was throwing 89 to 93. Now he's in the exactly. upper 90s. So he, something happened. Yeah. So, so let's, I'll be sharing some secrets. You know? Yeah. I, some I want some of that. Whatever job. that formula is, <laughs> I want some of that. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great, man. And, uh, you try to get involved with the kids at all outside of baseball, lead them in the right direction in that way as well. Is that something you want to get involved with as well?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of the kids reach out to me about uh, college, you know, I guess advisory, like how, how do I, you know, go about getting signed with this team or I really want to go to this school. And, you know, sometimes I have to have a heart to heart kids like, Hey, like if you want to go to this school, you got to throw this hard or you have to be able to do this. Um, and then some kids are kind of already there. You know, I have, uh, I have like one kid in particular. He's like, I really want to go to Houston, University of Houston. And he's a sophomore throwing 93. So like, he's already there. So I, it's cool to be able to like be a major leaguer. I reached out to the Houston coach and like, let him know that this kid's interested, and uh, uh, you know, kind of get that instant, uh, you know, respect, I guess, from the coach. Absolutely. Uh, just name dropping myself and, and helping kids get signed, you know, and, and he probably will get signed, uh, maybe not to Houston, but whatever. The one he wants to go to. So, uh, helping kids, you know, is, is getting kids' college paid for is a huge, huge thing. Um, that I'm not only like, like it makes me feel good inside, um, but like I think it should also like, you know, let make the kids feel good because they're working their butts off and they've earned it themselves.
0: I've also seen uh, you giving back. Cyberbullying is something that is you're interested in combating. Correct. And I had read something, it might have been on your Instagram feed, I don't know, about parents having the respo- responsibility going forward of how kids should use their phones, because obviously phones are a huge part of society now, particularly with younger people. cyberbullying uh, I don't want to say weird phrase near and dear to your heart, but combating it <laughs> is, is yeah, something I, I that think, you're passionate about that, as well? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's kind of just, like, a side thing that I, like, you know, looked out for. You know, I think kids can get in a lot of trouble. Uh, they, I, I feel like kids don't realize what their words are, are doing to others. Like, I even even in, um, like, sometimes we, we as professional athletes, we talk about what people say to about us on on Twitter and stuff. Um, and, like, I remember in particular last year, you know, it was my first major league year, and, and I gave up a three-run home run to, to – Uh, Bodie against the, in the cup with the Cubs. And we like, I think we lost that game. And I remember like reading tweets uh, from like adult humans uh, that like are saying that I need to go die because I, you know, gave up a home run to this guy. And like, you know, I owe this guy a hundred dollars because I made him lose a bet. Like, I mean, just like, like the most non, like people just say these things that like, they don't even realize the words are saying and like, it's, it's really like even ki- so kids don't know how to handle that stuff like i'm an adult i can just be like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about but a 14 year old you know girl or, or boy they don't know like they don't know where to put their self-worth in so they put their self-worth in uh, what people say that they are and it's it's sad man it's it's really sad because there's like suicides and stuff and it's just i mean it can get it can get bad really fast so i think you know people just got to be careful with like what they're saying online like keep it positive or don't say it at all or like be as respectful as possible if you disagree with something um like hey you know like i don't agree with that particularly but like be as respectful as possible and and you know it's like i said it's nothing i'm like insanely passionate about like go after people every day but like definitely uh something people i think should be aware of
0: oh there's no doubt i mean i've been an idiot on social media in the past and um, <laughs> i had to do a complete transformation of transformation of myself in many regards
1: that's cool though because you noted you, you like you recognized it and you made an adjustment like a lot of people don't even recognize it.
0: no i it's believe me i've Done some stupid things in my life. So I could (laughs) take back. But uh you just kinda try to learn and particularly what's been going on lately in society, it's all it's kinda a wake up call for everyone in in all regards. Mm -hmm. Even you know, just to listen and just to stop and think, you know, that that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Don't be a typical guy. Don't be just just don't be a jerk. Just yeah, yeah. Time to grow up. It took me a little longer. But um So anyways, it, it's across the board. I agree with you. You know, adults are just as guilty of things. And Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully a much lighter subject. Who do you hang with on the team?
1: Um. Well, you know, I hung out with Amir a lot. We couldn't hang out with a lot of people last year just due to COVID protocols uh, outside the field. But, like, while I was at the field, I hung out with Amir a lot. Um, Robert Stevenson was my throwing partner, so I hung out with him a lot. Love Sal Romano uh, this year I, I' I'm loving me some Jeff Hoffman man that guy is awesome. Um, no Ramirez is awesome. Doolittle is like I was ex- honestly expecting him not even to say a word to me just because he has so many years in the bigs and you know you just don't want and, and you know go impede on someone's you know their what their routine is and whatnot uh i mean dude just a great great human being and and so fun to hang out with he's my locker mate so um you know this team is, is a lot of fun uh, i wish i could you know get to know some of them a little bit better um off the field just they're very strict about what we can do in terms of the COVID protocol um but really great dudes uh in and around the clubhouse like i have no bad words to say about anybody
0: Wow, you're locker mates with Dulce. We're not allowed in the clubhouse. It's been very unusual for me that I'm not in the clubhouse now for the second year. But you guys are locker yeah. mates? I mean, that's a, that's serious beard games right there together. Do they <laughs> yeah. pair you up because well, of the beard know, game or what?
1: They gave us six feet of room, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we're, me and do we're running the beard game right now. <laughs> everyone
0: knows don't come over there <laughs> no question don't come over here with that peach fuzz now get on out of yeah. here <laughs> uh how about off the field when you've got a night free a day free uh and you know obviously you're married you spend time with your wife but if you're just you know tj time well, what do you do you, you video video game guy you what do you like to do in your spare time
1: yeah so uh um I don't know if you call this spare time or it might actually be work but I, I have i've been uh programming for for a lot of guys on my with Cova we're doing a lot of pitching programming right now, just online stuff um and so I guess that's kind of some spare time uh in some like actual spare time when I have nothing to do I do like to play video games to play a lot of some call of duty here and there. Uh, when I have good internet connection, obviously, you know that's pretty bad. Where I'm at right now.
0: We tried to do this but, via Zoom, but that nah, wasn't working. Bad, you know, unstable internet really connection. Bad.
1: <laughs> this, this Airbnb I'm at. It's not me. It's not me. It's yeah, no, I, I can't. Um, I, I just recently got uh, an iPad, a new iPad. I just needed a new one. And um, I had like the I, iPad 4 before that. And so. uh, um I got the new iPad. I I've, I've been kind of like sketching on it. It's kind of fun uh, doing some like sketches and stuff. But uh, besides that, yeah, I would just feel like I'm I'm mostly I'm a pretty normal guy like you know, watch my shows like Yellowstone. I just watched started Yellowstone. What and, a great.
0: Um, you just started it?
1: I just started it. Yeah. Great so, I've got I heard a lot of good reviews. Oh, it's, uh, it's
0: one of my favorite. It's great. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I've heard it was better than Game of Thrones, so that's that's pretty it's up there so i'm gonna we'll see what we'll see what it's
0: about well i can't comp- I, I didn't watch game of thrones i know i'm one of those people i'm sorry I just haven't oh. it to- i know i'm sorry I, I haven't not that i don't I mean, it's, want to. It's, it's a lot to. of
1: just, time it's a lot of time yeah
0: it is a lot of time uh it's not that i don't want to uh i'm sure i'll watch it at some point but uh i, I can't compare it to game of thrones but i could tell you that it's one of my favorite um shows of all time yellowstone it's it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah
1: but so it's, I'm, yeah, I'm on like episode two. So, oh so wow, you're
0: early into it. Well, it's one of those yeah, shows. I just when,
1: started it like two days
0: ago. When a new season comes out, it's old school because they do one episode a week. They don't release oh. it like on Netflix or Prime or whatever. You've got to yeah. wait till the so, next week, like old school. Like, oh my gosh, I need another episode. I gotta wait.
1: So is it uh, is it done or is there still new seasons coming out?
0: No, they they're not done. Uh, they oh. you know, they were slowed down because of COVID, I think, but, uh, no, there's a new season coming on. That's, uh, it's, uh people are just okay. picking it up. So yeah, no, it's still going. In fact, they ended with cool. a cliffhanger, I believe. Yeah. A big cliffhanger at the end of season three. So I won't tell you what that is. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah a, that's kind of like what I do in my free time. What about some other shows? See, people love when I ask questions like this, the fans love it because it's like, wow, TJ Andy, he likes the show. I like that's cool. Yeah,
1: no, um, I watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I really got into this this really really stupid show in the off season um, with my wife. Just like whenever I had extra time, I think it was like Crazy Rich Asians or something like that on Netflix. It was it was quite funny. It I was have quite hilarious.
0: No idea what that is. I have to look that up. I think that's the name
1: of it. I got to find the name of it. But it's just the show about, like, uh, I guess these Asian people that live in LA and they are just like, they're billionaires and they just throw these like really big parties and stuff and just have like stupid drama. (laughs) I don't know. It's just kind of like one of those mindless shows that you watch and you're just like,
0: uh, everyone's got to have those mindless shows. People, yeah, absolutely think of this podcast as a mindless podcast. They just, you know, (laughs) for an hour or so, I'm just, yeah
1: driving on their commute, you know, Yeah,
0: catching working up out. with Jim
1: Day, <laughs>
0: no. working out. It's catching up with whoever the guest is. It's not me. I, I just try to stay out of the way. Um, what about music, man? You're from Texas. Are you a country music guy? What, what kind of music do you like?
1: Yeah, I like some country. I think my, my two go-to's right now, I kind of go through phases. Uh, my, my go-to's right now, I've been big Kygo fan. Kygo's like kind of like dance, electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like does remakes of other songs. And then uh, I, I'm always a uh, big Drake fan. Uh, I like rap, I like hip hop. I like good music, good uh, singing too. So uh, Drake's like you know one of the best of all time at what he does. So um, I like Drake. I do like country every once in a while. And um, see, I shouldn't assume. Kind
0: of- and this is showing my age here. I should not assume because you're from Texas that you like country music or that would be the top of your list. It used to be every player that come out of Texas would be like, you know, George Strait's my man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it's changed a lot. I should not assume that just because you're from Texas that country music is on top of your list.
1: I mean, I do like country music. I'm not going to shoot it down at all. But, you know, I I think I like uh, definitely when I'm working out uh, like I like rap songs. I like like you know, good, good rap songs get me pumped up and lift some weights. I don't run. Not a big runner, so I'll do I get on machines and uh but yeah, rap songs like get me through that. Usually I'm listening to country songs whenever like I'm driving. Um but mostly the time like when I'm when I was driving in the off season it was, like thirty minutes every day I listen to a podcast. Um uh it's actually called Exploring My Strange Bible and um, it's just some cool like um some cool bible stories and like uh just like this guy explains it really well it kind of helps me like understand the bible a little
0: better well that's a good thing because we all need uh those that of the faith uh it's not the easiest book to understand
1: um no it's not
0: (laughs) and there's so many uh i don't want to say hidden meanings but things that uh, you don't take out of it when you read for the first time and then someone explains it in a different way you're like wow now. yeah it's
1: definitely there's multiple multi, multiple layers to it yeah and, um, it, it's cool to kind of see how all the other stories like connected to um to each other and it's just cool man i, I enjoy like reading the bible
0: it seems like you're strong in your faith Have you always been that way
1: yeah abs- yeah absolutely um i definitely think that tommy john surgery like uh brought me home you know like tied you know tied the ribbon on top kind of thing after that i started i do like um they didn't do it last year just because of covid but the two years prior to that i go to puerto rico
0: yeah i was gonna ask uh, you about that trip.
1: yeah i go to puerto rico on a mission trip every year uh and it's like a baseball focused mission trip with a mm-hmm. company called upi um the the guy i go with is tony graffanino he's like a ex-big leaguer like 12 years i think mm-hmm. um played for the yankees and stuff so i go down with him and and we we uh teach uh just we teach kids. We do free clinics and teach kids and oh I say free, they they give us food and that is plenty payment for me. <laughs> they they feed us every time and uh no it's great like hanging out with the kids and just teaching them a little bit of what we know and then you know just like sharing our faith and uh just it really is kinda of our story. Everyone's stories, you know, so different and kind of where they came from. So uh we like to share our stories and, and um there's a lot of kids that are, are searching out there. Um and are, uh, don't really don't really know what they're searching for. So it's, it's good to, like, lead them in a, in a good direction. Yeah, And no then I doubt. also recently uh, I'm, I'm starting to, like, lead the chapel for the major league team. So that's kind of tough, like, being a rookie. But, like, uh, I guess really? I'm not a rookie anymore. I can't say that. Yeah, yeah me – I guess Lorenzen is trying to like hand me the reins. <laughs> My like, gosh, man! I was just gonna say, if I'll,
0: Lorenzen is in the crowd, how can later. you've got to be intimidated by that? Even though you're not a guy that gets intimidated, but that would be intimidating.
1: I mean, you know, you can't like everyone. You can't be intimidated like when you're when you're doing your best and you're trying to lead. Um, I haven't actually done a Bible study lead yet. I'm more of like coordinating the Zoom calls with our chaplain at, out of Cincinnati. Which is still, like, kind of, like, a big deal, but, um, yeah, man, no, I, I think we're all in this together kind of thing, and it's not intimidating, like, oh, well, Lorenzo knows more than me about the Bible, or anything like that, like, I, I, we all kind of input, um, so, like, when someone leads it, we're all going to talk about it, and we're all going to, like, give our input or what we think about it, so, um, we're, we're good, it's a good family, it's, uh, really good uh, teammates as well, so. I enjoy like learning about the Bible and kind of searching with them. It's very fun.
0: Yeah, keeps you grounded, no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You're an interesting dude. You know, I was looking through your Instagram feed, and this is a place I want to go that I haven't been. Uh, These pictures of New Zealand. I mean, oh yeah. What, what was that part of a honeymoon?
1: Yeah, it was a, for the honeymoon. I mean, I wanted to go all out. Uh, it looked like so you did. did.
0: You yeah, swung for the fences right trip. away.
1: Yeah. We did a 19 day trip. Um, wow. The, the, I think the coolest part about the 19 day trip is we only packed in a carry on bag and a backpack. What? So each, and, and and guess whose idea that was? That was my wife's idea. Oh. Of all people, like to try and force that to happen, I was like, okay, let's do it. So we did, we just rolled our clothes up, put it all in a carry on and our backpack. And uh, we did, yeah, we did like, I want to say a week in New Zealand. So seven days in New Zealand. And then we did the other uh, seven, eight, nine, yeah, 13, 10 days. Yeah. 10 days and 13 days in Australia. So we went to both. Um, New Zealand is like the prettiest place on earth. I think everyone, if you can, I would try to go down to Queenstown, check out Milford Sound and just, I mean, it's just immaculate. These are all, all the photos I took. Uh, or with my iPhone, which is that's just crazy to think about.
0: It really is because the pictures but, uh, are phenomenal. Yeah, I it mean, was all with my iPhone, it's just beauty that is—it's <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it—it it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, we 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 had to tra- uh, hire a travel agent for that to try and get everything coordinated. It, it was a—it lo- was kind of tough, but I'm glad we got it all knocked out before uh, COVID hit. So last big trip
0: i am an overpacker. i don't think 19 days to roll up my clothes in a backpack i don't think i could do it i don't think i could do it i go to spring training and it's like I, I there's no way i'm gonna wear all this when I, you know. yeah. Yeah. I am
1: usually the same way, but I just rewore outfits and like we washed them in the tubs in the hotel. It was a lot of fun, man. That. I really uh I really enjoyed uh just hanging out with my wife and just doing some you know, some cool things around the world with her.
0: That is great. Well man, you were uh you know what, you lived up to the billing. You're an interesting dude at a very young age. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: sure we just scratched the surface too. I-
0: that's what I was just going to say. I mean, we've literally just kind of scratched it a little bit. There's many more layers underneath. And if you would come back, I would love to peel some of those layers off.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. I, I enjoy hanging out with you, talking to you. So, yeah, anytime.
0: That is great. I know you got a meeting you got to get to. So, I'm going to let you uh, rock and roll. And lots of luck in the 2021 season. You are as exciting of a player that has come through the red system in a long time. And I mean that. Um, the sky could be the limit for you, my friend.
1: I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: That is TJ Anton. That is T E J A Y. And indeed, that is a big league name and a big league player <laughs> and a big league person. TJ, we'll catch you on down the road.
1: Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Jim Day podcast. Spread the word. Follow me on Social media, if you like, at Gym Day TV, Twitter, and Instagram. And who knows what we're going to tackle on down the road, but we'll tackle it together here on the Jim Day Podcast. So long. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.